This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And you guys, I have the most special, the most special heartwarming story ever. So I'm tucking my four-year-old Logan into bed last night. And we're sitting there and I tell him a story and it's always like, can you tell me another story? Can you sing me another song? Like, okay, McStolly, I know you don't want to go to bed. But yes, so he's like, mommy, we just sang I Love You Bushnell Pack. He's like, mommy, can you rub my back and sing that Skinnamarinkadink song? I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Of course, I'll rub your back and sing another song. I know you're still stalling, but you said it's so sweet. I will do it. So we sing. I rub his back. He flips over and he looks at me with his sweet little eyes and he says, mommy, I love you so much. You are like the best mom ever. And I'm so lucky to have a mommy like you. Um, okay. Is this like an episode of Punked where some people are going to jump out of the bathroom and be like, haha, we set him up. This isn't really happening because let me tell you, it never does happen. It was like the sweetest thing ever. I'm like, where are my witnesses? No one's seeing this. No one's ever going to believe that this happened. So he's just telling me how much he loves me. I'm the greatest mommy in the whole world. And then he says, and one other thing, mommy. And he starts to stand up and get out of bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to top this whole gloriousness off with a hug and a kiss and just look into my eyes again and tell me how much he loves me? So he gets out of bed. He starts walking over to me, looking all sweet, staring into my eyes. He gets in front of me, turns around, sticks his butt in my face, and farts, like machine gun farts. He turns back around, looks at me, and says, I'm just going to leave that one there for you. Gets into bed, is laughing hysterically like this is the greatest thing he's ever done in his world. And that's my world for you. Farts in the face. After my kid tells me how much he loves me, he has to just put the stinky fart cherry right on top and seal the deal. And that wraps up my stinkiness happening in my world. Now it's time for Side Stealers of the Week. We have double the pleasure, double the fun. From Salt Lake City, we have two side stealers. Number one is Dewey, Jenny's husband. This sister wives conversation. Why are we still talking about this? I don't get it. I can't fathom it. Like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how many seconds this would be shut down if my husband ever mentioned, breathed this topic. Let alone how many seconds it would take for me to chop his freaking balls off if he did. Dewey, 
let the sister wives' madness and sanity, let the nonsense go. And Jenny, why are we even still talking about this? Please, for the love of all of us, let it go. And my other side sealer from Salt Lake City. Yes, it's our side piece fave, Seth. Seth. All in like one punch after another. He has lines of the season yet again. He walks in to meeting Meredith. He's late. Meredith says, you're late. And Seth comes back with, better late than ugly. Isn't that the saying? Then he's telling the server, get us shots. It'll help release the lock. (laughs) Then he says, I will jump on stress grenades all day for you, Meredith. Like super sweet. And of course he ends it with, I will do it naked for you, Meredith. I mean, Seth. In five seconds, literally, he was like, bam, 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 bam. I mean, it was hilarious. Definitely the highlight of the whole episode, and it definitely made up for the sister wives BS. I can't take it anymore. Did I mention that? And my last side sealer of the week, or shall I say the dude with the side pieces, Randall. Lala's Randall. Okay, so he's caught with other chicks. At first, I see these pics of him with these two chicks in Nashville, and it seems like, oh shit, he actually like got caught. But then it just so happens to be around her book release and Vanderpump Rules is starting to kind of plummet. The ratings are supposedly not doing well. So then all this is happening all of a sudden though, after he's supposedly cheating with two chicks and she leaves, she's back in the house and they're quote working on it. All right. To me, you guys, I I hope it is because I would hate that he actually did cheat on her, but it seems like a huge, huge PR setup, again, for the book, for the ratings not doing very well, for Vanderpump Rules, just some things to get attention going. They say, if it smells like a fish, it's probably rotten. Is that the saying, or did I just hear it from Seth? (laughs) And that wraps up my Side Stealers of the Week. But what else is hot and happening in Bravo world? So we go from cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, Randall, to wedding bells, baby. I mean, Louie, Louie, oh Louie, you get down on one knee and you pop the question to your girl. Yes, Louie and Teresa are going to get married. I know this is breaking just in case you missed the... 1,473,000 bazillion quadrillion posts about it this week. Louie and Teresa are getting hitched. Winterhouse is starting back up and we already know that Craig and Paige end up together. Or is this just yet another PR stunt to get people watching the show? I know. It's like you guys are watching like crime scenes investigates. I'm like a freaking P.I., This ain't real blonde, baby. This ain't real blonde. And Below Deck is back. I'm so excited. Below Deck is back. I cannot wait to see the new crew, the new madness. I can't wait for this new season. And it makes my guest today 
so much more special. And that wraps up the hotness happening in Bravo. You guys, thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for all your love, your support, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling all of your people to listen and subscribe and to love it as much as you. So together we can celebrate the delicious and entertaining parts of Side Piece together. You can find me at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. Thank you again for the love, the constant support, the listening, and I will see you next Wednesday. My guest today, I said it was so super duper special. We loved him the second he stepped onto that yacht. Even if it got a little rocky, Eddie, Eduardo, he will always win our hearts. Yes, it is the OG up below deck, Eddie Lucas. You guys, my guest today, he doesn't know, but he's about to get the treat of the century with the poem that I wrote for him. Are you ready? He won our hearts the second he stepped onto the boat, always taking charge and getting the job done, yet never one to gloat. Funny, charming, the smile, he's literally McDreamy of the sea. Even through a freaking hurricane, him as a bosun, there's no place I would rather be. Is your heart racing because you're so excited to see Yes, from below deck, it's more foam, Boson. Eddie <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Thank that you. was a good one. McDreamy, <laughs> McDreamy of the Sea. I haven't called that one before. Isn't that a good one? <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. Yo, how do we make that happen? We can have what? Stead of the Sea and McDreamy of the Sea together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that dangerous duo. <laughs> the double d oh my god it's so funny that you said that because i was like going through trying to remember like the cast and stuff from when you were on and i was like dane and dawn the double d and then you know you just say yeah. that yeah okay yeah. eddie how in the hell are you right now i'm good i'm good yeah doing really well thank you how are you doing i'm <laughs> so good now <laughs> I see. I told you, I warned you I was a spaz pre doing this. <laughs> so you were warned. All I'm, good. I'm so excited. Congratulations. I know we can't talk about anything coming up, but huge congrats on season freaking nine. Eddie, are you kidding me mm, right now? Yeah, I know. It's pretty amazing. Season nine. It's uh, what a long, strange trip it's been. I'll tell you that much. I mean, you are one of the, you are the OG of Below Deck. I mean, yeah. how many people can say they started the entire franchise and now we're still here? I know. Yeah. Just Captain Lee and I, really. That's all that's, that's all that's left. The, the, the double D is still standing. The, studs, the, the me dreaming the studs of the sea. I was reading an article the, the other day on Bravo TV and you were talking about it's Bravo. So you have to know it's credible. You know, I can only imagine some of these articles that are out there that you guys are like, mm -hmm. okay, another article. I'm sure this is what I said, but it was on Bravo TV and you were like, you know what? I wish that 
the show now was more like when it was when I first started because it's so different now. What did you mean by that? Well, it's different in, in, a, in a few ways. Most of them are good. Uh, some of them I'd like to kind of see kind of go back, but I mean, the producers and uh, the creators of this show uh, have done so many different seasons now with all the different, um, you know, branches of Below Deck that it's become this absolute efficient, well-oiled machine that is very, very smooth from start to finish and pretty much everything they do. The, what I don't like or what I feel like it's changed a lot is that it's it really, when the show was first pitched to me, when I first started this, you know, it was, it was, it would be a reality documentary uh, about living and working aboard a luxury yacht. And yes, that was great at first, you know, and I think it was a lot more kind of focused on not only dealing with the guests and dealing with each other at the living part, but also kind of the small mundane, even mundane tasks. Cause it's, it's a world that people don't, don't get to see. And, and, you know, it's fascinating. And I think it's really interesting to people like your husband, like you were mentioning earlier, who, you know, isn't super into Bravo shows and just this uh, super over-dramatized shit shows. Right. Uh, cool. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of fun to see, uh, you know, a little bit of that kind of, I feel like almost like original Bravo flair. You know, you've got, you know, you think about old Bravo shows, like, you know, inside the actor's studio, right. where it got down into the nitty gritty of things. And you had amazing hosts like, uh, you know, Lipton, who was just fantastic. And he asked good questions. And it was, it wasn't just, you know, drama, but it was also educational. And I liked that kind of side of it, of, of kind of seeing what it is to work on a vessel of this size and what goes into the day to day. And, you know, I'd like to see more about the engineering side. I think that's fascinating. And I think a lot of people uh, could be fascinated about it too. And we could have both drama, which is going to happen no matter what. Holy but I think at this point now, it's become a little bit overproduced at times. Uh, Over-facilitated is really what right. I like to use. Over-nudged over over and like helped along a little bit. Over-facilitated, yeah. Because yeah. Right. You know, people ask all the time, is it scripted? Is it scripted? No, it's not scripted. It's facilitated. The drama <laughs> is facilitated. By lots of tequila. Lots of tequila, lack of sleep, hiring people that they know are going to be at each other's throats. It's all very scientific. It is very just, just little, little fingers in all the pots here. Why did you, you know all this? I mean, look, you have seen it from the get-go. You've been on it from the get-go. You know, obviously you took a break, but you're back. You started at your back knowing all this, like knowing there's like puppets and like they're doing this and like, you're going to get some green dude on deck that doesn't know how to tie a freaking knot. You know, they're going to leave a porthole open. Like, why did you then want to come back into the madness? Why did I come back after five years off? You know, that's a good question. Um, but the re real answer to that is, you know, I really wanted to come back and have a redemption season uh, after season three, you know, I was uh, really unhappy with um, how I handled myself and how I reacted to the difficult situation that I put myself in. It didn't sit well with me. You know, that's not who I am and that's not who I wanted to be. You know, I, I take my job very seriously. I take my personal life very seriously. And uh, I wanted to come back and kind of show that, you know, I made mistakes, but that's not who I am and that's not who defines me. And so I'll come back and work harder than ever and hopefully... Uh, you know, the fans will see that, that I just kind of, I made a mistake and, but, you know, can forgive me to an extent if they can, if not, 
Right. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you really get into that? Like, does that really, listen, everyone says, Colin, let me tell you, when Colin Macy O'Toole, like the sweetest guy ever, says that you are like the Prince Charming of Below Deck, that really, yeah. it's not like it's Bobby saying this. You're like, okay, Bobby, anybody is Prince Charming to you, okay? Yeah, when yeah. Colin says this, you're like, holy shit. I mean, everyone yeah. thinks that of you. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's flattering. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily true. I mean, Colin is without a doubt, like one of the nicest, genuine, and just all around great people I've ever met. Uh, so to hear that from that, he said that about me is I'm honored and also amazed that he would think that, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, like I'm not perfect, but uh, Colin's pretty close to it. Colin is, but, you, but just to say that, like, that means a lot, but like do the negative, because you said after season three, you know, we all know what went down, like everyone makes mistakes, right? Like whatever but like did the leaving and people what they were saying on social media the social media re regardless if it was that situation or any situation does that bother you and get to you um you know I try not to pay attention to it you know after I after season three you know I I watch the episodes that I'm in that's pretty much all of Bravo that I do watch but I watch the episodes that I'm in and you know just me watching it was enough to really feel terrible and, and to realize that like, I was like, well, shit, you know, I gotta, I gotta make this right. But, you know, like, of course, you know, I see some comments here or there, but I don't really, I don't really read a lot of them. Um, I don't really read my DMs. I don't really kind of get into all that. And, you know, if anybody who gets into this industry, this television reality show industry, you got to have really thick skin. And, and if you keep berating yourself with these little kind of jabs and comments everything like that you know that can break down any any tough skin so you know the best thing to do is just avoid it um and you know i know there's people out there i know i have my haters i know there's people that don't don't like me and that's fine you know that's everyone's entitled to their own opinion and that's why they watch the show is to you know kind of take themselves out of their own life and judge other people and totally. if it makes themselves feel well fine you know totally. good for you you know totally why though you went out on after the season three so why season eight though like why not six or seven or like what made you come back at eight you know I was just kind of at a point in my life where I finally felt like I was getting really secure um I, I worked a lot of myself uh and and you know I really had to kind of uh love myself again and and uh so but then professionally also um my career here in Boston, back in Baltimore I uh you know, upgraded my license and got a job as a mate. And, you know, I, I felt secure in my career and I felt secure in my personal life. My family was good and healthy. And I knew that this was a good time for me to come back and hopefully better my future also. So it was, uh, you know, it's a kind of a win-win, you know, of being able to come back and hopefully revamp the show a little bit and kind of give some give a lot of people what they wanted again hopefully what they wanted uh, but also you know yeah Eddie yeah Betty, I'm back and uh you know but also you know just kind of giving myself the opportunity to pull myself out of a hole or you know let fans see that I'm not you know the, in the hole and then right. also you know benefit my future financially and uh you know my career and all that so uh by the way huge congrats on the first mate like that's so dope that's incredible uh huge congrats i mean that's awesome 
And it's funny that you said that because again, in the article, it was, you know, talking about doing the tugboats and this and that, and that like those people, you love them. Like they're your family. And so that's another reason I was just wondering then why knowing the madness come back, if there was ever like a fine little lady on, would you ever hook up again with any crew member? Uh, no, <laughs> no, well, I mean, I am in a relationship right now. So that's, that's definitely would keep me from getting from even treading down that line. But at the same time also is that I've, I've noticed from the, what is this, uh, five seasons I've done now, uh, I've noticed that any single relationship that happens never ends up well. Uh, <laughs> and so it's, uh, if, if I'm, as smart as I like to think I can be, I know that it's a bad idea all around. I know. What were you thinking? Wait, Kelly and Janice. Oh, that was season two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Were you just like, what do you guys do? I mean, obviously it wasn't season three yet. And this is prior, but like, were you guys like, what are you, do- what are you two doing right now? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, as, as a boss, you know, it's like, guys, this is bad. Like, this is, this is, don't do it. Like, think about this. But then at the same time, I'm also being uh, a television personality. Uh, and, you know, I'm out there for two different jobs. Right. Um, one of them is working on television is that I know it's that these things are great for the show. And, right. uh, and so, hey, you know, as long as I'm not involved in it, go ahead. Go. Have fun. Go and go ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as long as it's not going to affect everyday work. You right. know, as, as long as you can do your job. And that's what I say to him. You know, whenever, whenever any of my crew members are about to get in a relationship or, or start hooking up or something like that, I'm like, you know, I'll pull them aside. I say, listen, fine, do your thing. But if this starts affecting your work, then we're going to have a problem. Totally. Because my priority is always my job on the boat. Like, that is always goes above my television job. Always, always. So... I always stay true to what I'm there to do. And you're leading, you're leading the charge, right? So it's like, like you said though, but you get it. It's like, okay, but we are doing a TV show. So it can't be like super strict and super like we have to live by certain rules. Yeah. Because no, no, you, you got to have fun, you know, right. all, all work and no play makes, you know, jack of all boys. So you gotta, you gotta have some fun. You gotta let your crew members kind of do their thing and make their own decisions. And then, also accept the consequences that come with those decisions. If you had to pick one, what's been your favorite season that you've done? My favorite seasons is definitely one and two. Uh, I had such a good time on one and two, you know, like one, you know, I was working with Dave, the other deckhand, and he and I were just absolute workhorses. I mean, we were the only two deckhands dealing with that entire boat. Now we have four. Right. And so it's like, and we were just, we were nonstop and we kept that boat pristine. I mean, he was so much fun to work with. He was such a hard worker. I mean, we got along great. You know, it was, it was awesome. And then season two, you know, I had Kelly who I got along with really well. Janice was great. Um, but Andrew. you know, like, Sturby, was- he, you know, Sturby, he was a sweet kid. You know, he's a really good kid and I, I wish him the best. He just, he, he was there for the wrong reasons. That's all. He was just there. And, and that happens almost every season that we have someone there for the wrong reasons. I see. It's exactly. Do you think that was then again, like, okay, behind the scenes, we know that this guy is going to be a hot mess and he's going to do what he ended up doing and yeah. it's going to be good for the show. That was like one of the guys plucked out because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, if he came in, like I could tell that he was green. Like I knew he was green right off the bat. 
but I could tell pretty quickly that he had never worked on a boat before. But if he was smart enough and motivated enough and he handled the leader, he handled the position he was in, right? I would have no problem keeping him there and teaching him the ropes and, and, you know, get him to, to keep on going because we always have somebody there that's very, very new. But, you know, that person who ever comes in new has to realize, okay, I'm brand new. You know, this is, I've got to work harder than everyone else. I have to listen more than anyone else and only be told once because there's so much information that I need to be learning right now. I can't be asking the same thing twice. Totally. And that, that was, you know, that's been a problem. That's been a problem for a few seasons. A lot. Okay. But like yeah. so you and Captain Lee, I mean, we know that you guys are like, get the job done, you know, work hard first. So when you see people, do you guys have any say on who's coming? No. I mean, Captain Lee may have a more of a saying than I have, but pretty sure we have no idea who is who. None. And yeah, none, none. Okay, so when you went though, so you started at season one, you were deckhand, came on yep. season two then as bosun. Yep. How did that like happen? Did Lee say we need to make this guy bosun? Like, how did that even come about? Honestly, it was just kind of the way it was. Like, I think he you know, he saw I had a license at the time, you know, I had a hundred ton license at the time and I worked hard. I worked really, really hard. I uh, respected Captain Lee uh, as he should be respected. And I think he respected that and, you know, saw, saw kind of my possibilities, you know, like that I had a chance to move up and that I wanted to do it. So he was just kind of gave me the opportunity to keep working. And he offered for me to stay on the yacht with him and to continue, continue working out there. Kind of wish I took it. Kind of wish I did. <laughs> Wait a minute, really, like off off season. Off, yeah, like continued the season with him, yeah. No way. This was between yeah. two and three? Between two, no, but after one and two. One and two, so after he promoted to the boats at the end of season one, he offered me a position on his crew um, permanently. No way. And then why did you, you're like, I need a break from the cameras, from the TV, from... Uh, yeah, you know, it was that. And then it was like, also, you know, just like, you know, coming back home and, and I was in a relationship at the time that, uh, you know, I was, I was all about and just kind of wanted to come back home. Uh, you know, so it was, uh, you know, I just, I was homesick, but, and also, you know, like by the end of that season of being cameras, you know, you're just like, I, I gotta, I, I gotta get out of here. Right. I gotta get off this boat for, give me at least a couple of weeks, you know? Totally. Okay. You start season one, they came to you like, this is a reality. We're going to show how all like everything works on this super yacht. How was it presented? How did you find it? Like how in the hell did this whole, you started the whole thing. I mean, well, actually they found me. Uh, it was never my intention to be on a television show. I, I never wanted to be famous or, you know, any of that stuff. Like I was never like, oh yeah. Like I was never like, yeah, it's my goal to be on television. No, I was just, um, I was out of college and I was working at an outdoor store called REI. Uh, I was selling oh, boots. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was selling hiking boots and like uh, camping supplies. Um, and I remember one day I was like, you know, I, I was like, I got to get out of this. I got to do something. I had a degree in adventure education at the time. And um, I actually just had gotten a job offer uh, being a, a mountaineer in um, Oman, which is in the Middle East. And so I was like really thinking about taking that. I was really thinking about taking that. Um, but then I got a call one day at work. I was like back in the warehouse, finding a pair of hiking boots. And I had the hiking boots under my, my arm and I got a phone call and I answer it. And this guy's talking to me and he's like, 
asking me if I'm still looking because I put my, you know, my CV out there, you know, when I was looking for the job, mountaineering job, and I put my CV out there for crew finding agencies and all that. And he, he asked me if I was still available. And I said, I am. And he kind of told me about the position available and asked if I was interested. I said, I do. And then he said, well, this is a little different. And then explained the whole reality documentary and, you know, da, 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 da. and then he's like, well, it's only for six weeks, but you're going to make this much money. And, you know, it was like, wow, I can make, you know, a few grand in six weeks. Like right. I'd rather do that than go to Oman. And so I, uh, you know, I get to stay here, uh, you know, stay in this relationship, stay near my dad. And, uh, and I, I uh, said, yeah, sure. Let's go. And uh, two weeks later I was had a camera in my face. So you're walking out of this boat. This was your first super yacht. This is my first super yacht. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. worked on a lot of boats before, but this is my first super yacht. Yeah. Okay. So you're walking on this breaking boat. You meet, obviously you don't know anybody. No, no, don't know anybody. Okay. So, and you meet the crew. I mean, freaking cat, CJ, yeah. Ben, CJ, ben, Sam, Dave, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Were you, you meet these guys and you being you, I mean, again, I read too, it was like, you're like, listen, I can be a dick because get your work done. Right. And if I need to be tough yeah. on you, I'll be tough on you. But we all know you and we all love you because you are freaking Eddie and you're like so sweet and nice. So you walk on and is there anyone that you were like, Oh my God, this person is weird as hell. What am I doing? I'm going to be stuck six weeks with them. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, actually the first, the first cast member I met was Adrian. And I didn't, I, when I first met her, I thought she was like big deal, like producer or like something. Cause she, like the way she was like talking, like I met her at the hotel, like we were all staying in the hotel kind of sequestered. Uh, I met her at the hotel and I remember like, kind of like seeing her talking to an EP and she was like on this EP, like, like totally coming down on her. And I was like, Whoa, like she seems like a big deal. Don't want to mess with her. And like totally intimidated, like scared, scared me. And I was like, she's like, stay away from that one. And then like found out later that she was just like, like, so she told me that this was like her idea and that this was like her baby and that she's the one who's been working on and she named the yacht and she did this, 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 this. And it was like, and then like, I come to find out that that was all pretty much like hot air, but it was like, I remember meeting her and I was like, oh geez, like what have I got myself into? Like, this is crazy. And then I met like Ben and CJ and I was like, yeah, this is going to be fine. And then I met Dave and I was like, yeah, this guy's cool. That's like, your dude. You know, he's here. He's here to here's here to just work. And, and then uh, you meet Cat. And then Cat, and I was like, New Bedford girl, like, <laughs> oh geez, like this girl, like, is she New Bedford? Is she English? I don't know. Like, where, what her accent is is weird, but supposedly she's from New Bedford. And I was just like, she's wild. She was she was wild. Okay, so we had this thing with Adrian, but then was there anyone else that you're like, oh shit, this is gonna be a long season with that? Honestly, right off the bat, meeting Captain, meeting Captain Lee, I was like, Captain Lee, you know, he he never signed up for this. This was he is never something he wanted to do either. He was supposed to deliver the yacht there, and then Alex was supposed to get on, but the insurance company was like, no, no, no. And the owner of the yacht that Captain Lee had been working for for seasons, many seasons beforehand, was like, Cap, you're on. Like, you, this is you're the captain now. So he didn't want to be there and he hated all of us. 
uh, at first. And so like when I first met him, he was very cold, very standoffish, just like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with you. You're not a sailor. You don't know what you're doing here. And I was like, okay. Like, and, but like, I got it. So I was just like, okay, so I got to prove myself. And yeah, I did. Now look. So, yeah. And now look at us, you know, I mean, have you, do you guys stay in contact and close even when you're not filming? Oh yeah. Yeah. We talk, we talk all the time. You talk all the time. And now look, you're freaking back full circle. You too. The last two men standing. I know. I know. It's pretty wild. Oh, that's right. Alec, duh. So he was supposed to be the captain taking the boat. Yep. 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 No. Yep. Okay. So, so it was great. You're deckhand and you're starting this with captain Lee, who wasn't being the friendliest guy to you, who is your captain. Yeah. And cameras are in your face. What was the hardest of all of it? You're new. The show is not, it's not like you could watch the show. You've seen prior shows, right? What yeah. was like the heart of, I mean, that's a lot of shit that you were dealt, right? And thrown yeah, yeah. into immediately. What was the most difficult part? Having to deal with the production side and like the fourth wall. Um, you know, like you've got all these camera operators in your face and audio techs and production assistants, PAs running around and things like that. And just thinking it was, this massive crew of production people. And uh, I, I, like, I like to know people. I want to be friendly. Right. I want to be friends with you. You know, we're hanging around each other all day. Like, I want to get to know you. But like, I would get yelled at all the time for fourth wall. Like, Eddie, fourth wall. Don't, don't talk to that person. Like, stop trying to talk to them. Stop trying to do that. Don't do this. You know, you have to stay here. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it was like, no, no, no. Like, at the end of the day, when I'm done working, like, I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. And like, after like that was something I had to get used to where I was like, oh, like I can't like my job is 24 hours a day, uh, you know, seven days a week until I'm done filming. And so right. like I and so kind of getting used to that and then finding the balance between work and getting enough sleep, which is impossible, um, you know, and getting your job done and then kind of also being respectful and, you know, a personality at times was was not easy, but I just, I just really just tried to stay true to who I was and just kind of wrote it out as best I could. And the madness. I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, you guys, they were always partying. I mean, always partying. Always. always. I felt like I mean, season one. I mean, back in season one, you know, I was 26 at the time. I was 26 in season one. Like and so like, I could, I could handle the partying at the time. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 36 now. I can't, I, you know, like I go out and have a few drinks and they're like, Eddie, I take shots, do shots. And I'm like, I'm like, if you want me to do shots, I'm going to be useless for the next three days. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you understand. Like my, my hangover isn't just like a day. It's right. It's, it's, it's multiple. And like, if I'm not getting enough sleep on top of that, you know, here we are out partying till three in the morning drinking. And then you expect me to get up in four hours and, and you know, get the boat ready to pick up a charter and then, only sleep for two hours every night for the rest of the charter. And be like pleasant. Right. And be pleasant. Yeah. We saw how season eight was. You didn't like, I feel like you didn't get crazy, crazy. How was it then this season where you're like, okay, the older I get, it's harder to recover. Was there like lots of partying? You know, there was a lot of partying this season. Um, and, you know, I tried, I tried my best to be a little bit more fun. You know, like, like you mentioned, like, do you read a lot of the comments? And I don't really, but a lot of, but the, some that I have read was like, oh, Eddie's like boring or da da da. And like, I'm not boring. I want to have some fun too. Like, I enjoy having fun just as much as the other guy. Uh, and so, you know, I tried to, I tried to like cut loose a little bit more, but still, like, it's like I had to watch the drinking. You know, I couldn't, 
I couldn't stay up and drink with like these these young lads and <laughs> that we had on board, you know, like they're they're putting me to shame, you know. They've got you know people in their twenties. I, I can't I can't keep up. But I know, also, you know, I'm first officer now. Right. And I can't be I can't be kind of getting in the middle of all that. I can't be, you know, I gotta keep some distance. I can't be right. buddy try to be buddy buddy with everyone. Is that tough? Because you like you said, you're not like some of these where we've seen where it's like business, 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 like you love everybody. I want to get to know you. Like I'm fun, Eddie, right? Like, is it, is that tough for you, especially because you're running the whole crew, but you want to be cool with the crew. So. Right. I really think that respect is not given it's earned and a great way to earn respect is for someone to know you. And so it's, a, it's really easy. Well, so it's like, you try to be friendly with someone, but it's really easy to become too much a friend. And then you get too comfortable with you. And while you think they, what you're earning respect is that you're also, you're also earning disrespect because they think they right. can get away with that. Uh, and so it's, it's a very fine line and it's not easy. You know, like this first, uh, this first season, this first office for me wasn't, wasn't always easy. You know, I, I had some really difficult times, but you know, uh, with Captain Lee in my corner, I, you know, I got to kind of challenge his way of thinking a lot more and understanding his leadership style and why he does things. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it, how it all comes out in the wash, but I think it was all right. Do you think that you just had Captain Lee in your corner? Do you think you would have come back season eight if Captain Lee, if there was a different captain? No, I don't think I would have. I, I don't think I would have. Uh, you know, like part of the reason why I came back is Captain Lee was like, hey, you know, I need you here. You know, Kate's, Kate's done and I need someone in my corner. Uh, I need support. Like I, I could really use your help. You should really, you should really think about coming back this season. And that was a big part about coming back. Like, it, it's really nice having having that guy in my corner. And I definitely wouldn't have come back if it was anybody else. I, I'm at the point now where I can't be coming back and shooting a television show, dealing with a bunch of greenhorns, and having to prove myself to a new captain. I, I, that would be just too much for me to handle at the moment. So Even if it were, like, someone that was on around the block already, like Sandy or Glenn? Uh, you know, I would work with Glenn. I think Glenn... You know, I've had some conversations with Glenn. He seems like a guy that I would really get along with. He, he and I seem like we're kind of on the same wavelength on a lot of things. And he also seems super laid back and not like super strict and like, you know, you need to prove yourself or like micromanage my abilities as a leadership. And so I think Glenn would be a guy that I would work with. But, you know, that, that's pretty much it. If it was like a no name or, you know, I've never talked with Captain Sandy, so I don't really know her at all. So I can't really say if I would be a good fit working with her. Yeah, probably just if it was Glenn, maybe. Uh, he but seems cool someone as else. He seems. He cool does seem shit, really chill, right? Yeah, he seems really cool. Yeah, he he seems like a really good guy, like really good guy. I would work with him. Yeah, he, I would definitely work with and him. And everyone, like everyone, I mean, I talked to Danny I, a couple months ago, and she was just like, and Danny was like at the heart of all of the stuff that went on with her season, and she was like Captain Glenn. Like I feel like what she, you would say about Lee, she says about Glenn. Like in your corner, yeah. got your back, like there for you you know, all that, but like, you know, you do this season one and it is insane. And with the crew, I mean, CJ is freaking leaving. By the way, I would think about that too, a lot because you have production on your ass all the time. Like you have to, they know everything you're doing. Like every, they know how much you're going to the bathroom in a day. Right. Oh yeah. How does CJ just able to hop on another ship? At the end of the season, when he left and went on another boat. How does that uh, happen? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So he jumped on that boat. And then as soon as that boat left dock and started cruising away, 
here comes a little motive but full of all these production people holding his contract yanking them off no i was wondering this i'm like no way if you're doing a tv show and all the crew is your responsibility yeah like yeah. i always remember that too when people like when kate or someone would get pissed and like storm off are, are they with a camera crew or is it a producer like where are they going like where what's what's happening here you guys can't just like walk off the boat yeah yeah no it, it doesn't work like that uh but hey it was a great it was it was a cool thought you know it was a cool thought i dug it you know i, I love mean, that he left just took off were you like this guy just got on a sh did you know that they're going to chase after him no i had no idea i had no idea no i was like i was like hell yeah cj you know Yo. follow what you love man do your thing <laughs> so do your then thing, man. the madness and then you come back and you're like i'll do this again why did you want to like do it again shit i had fun you know i was like i was like well that was you know i just did my job and you know it was cool like made some money and you know got to go and hang out in the caribbean for uh you know a few weeks during winter time in baltimore you know like when we film in baltimore it's the worst worst oh, time of winters. the year Ugh. worst time of the year here right uh and so like i completely miss it you know i leave february come back march and it's like right. just as things start kind of warming back up so it's like it's the perfect time perfect time Wait, was, wait, 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 was season two Dean in the rocket ship? It was, I right? think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. You like, season okay. Season two or season three. And you were boasting at the time. Yeah. And this is your charter guest. What initially were you like, okay, Kate's new. She's our new chief stew. And she's mm -hmm. doing a rocket ship because Dean said you have a, a bitchy resting face. What were you thinking? Were you like, what in the how? Or like, I get it. I mean, I was like, damn, that's ballsy. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, you, you probably screwed us on some money, but at the same time, like nobody, nobody should be talked to the way Dean talked to Kate and, uh, you know, like say like, you're kind of bitchy. Like that's, that's rude, man. Like, guess yeah. what? Like, you know, there's going to be, I don't care how rich you are or who you are or anything like that. You talk to someone like that, there's going to be repercussions and right. you know, like, you know, you call someone bitchy. Hey, guess what? You're being a dick. So you got a dick on your bed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That is amazing. Were you like, yeah. Kate, wow, nice to, I mean, how was that meeting her when she, you know, she's your new chief still? Uh, wild. I mean, she, she was definitely so impressive and just like polar opposite to Adrian. You know, I was really excited to be working with her. Um, you know, just be working with like a, such a well-established chief stew. I mean, she really had a very successful and impressive resume at that point. And, you know, I just knew that I was going to be able to learn a lot from her, you know, being my second time on a super yacht, I was still very, very new to this whole, this whole scene. So, um, you know, it, it was, it was great to be working with someone like Kate. And I also knew that she was somebody not to be trifled with. Uh, you, she was either going to be one of your best friends or your worst enemies. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to be on the right side. Stay of on the time. right side. Right. Yeah. Were you shocked when she, you found out she was leaving? No, you know what? I wasn't shocked. You know, I was like, I was like, good for her. You know, she's going after what's best for her and, you know, following, the natural progression of her career, it made sense. It really made sense. You know, she, at this point in her life, like I wouldn't want to be still doing what she was doing. So it makes sense. You know, at some point you gotta, you gotta move off. Well, how long do you think you're going to do this? I don't know, you know, for my career path in this industry, um, you know, really sky's the limit. Um, the question is, is that if it, if it works out for, for me and for this, this type of industry that I'm in, you know, like what, what do I keep going with? What am I going to do? 
what do the the powers that be want me to do? You know, so it's uh, it's kind of all up in the air right now. Do you want to be a captain though? That's like your main goal. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I want to keep climbing the ladder and become a captain one day. The quite big question is, is what what am I going to be a captain of? Am I going to be just working on tugboats or will I be staying on yachts or anything like that? But uh, yeah, I mean, right now the 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 paths are definitely open and. Uh, you know, I just got to take, got to figure out which one to take. That sounds a little like leading, but you can't tell me what you're leading with, Eddie. Well, oh. I can't say a lot. You know, I can't say a lot hey. about a lot, but hey. it's, you know. You okay. and Lee are very close. What if they came to you hypothetically and they were like, listen, we love you. You know, we got to get captain. He needs, you know, he needs to move on and be with Marianne and like do that life, the grandkids you're going to replace him as captain. I think he's a great, great grandfather now. Oh, that's right. He is. He just he is became a great. great. <laughs> so, he's a great grandfather. So, yeah, so that's a good point. So like how much longer will Cap be doing this? Um, and you know, that's completely up to him. You know, he's in absolutely amazing shape. He's in great health. Uh, I know he has some trouble here and there, but you know, that's a, to be expected. Um, you know, what, how old is he? He's 74 three right now and you know he can't do this not he doesn't want to do this for the rest of his life and so at some point he he will step down um and then it's up to producers and bravo and everything like that of who they want to be taking over and and i'm sure if they offer to me it'll be a big decision in my life if i decide to try to move up to that position um it's just it's a lot different you know it's a lot different than driving tugboats not not like you know, the, the size of the vessel isn't really much of a difference. It's the controls of the vessel. The, the controls of the vessel is very, very different than what I'm used to. Could so you imagine you, you start, Eddie, this whole thing as a deckhand? I know. The first show ever. And then, like, even the thought of you then being the captain and, like, no pun intended, steering the ship. Like, could you imagine? I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? It's pretty wild, yeah. It really is like the Truman Show at that point, you know? See me from from birth to insane. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, real quick before you go, are you down, Eddie, to play a little game? It is called Eddie Going Overboard. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Okay, I'm gonna give you two people. All right. If you had to choose, you have to choose one who goes overboard. Who are you going to choose? Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. All right, CJ or Andrew, which goes overboard? Andrew, Andrew, just because CJ knew CJ knew his stuff. He really did, you know. He's he smart. Learn, he to, he's very smart. He just needed to learn how to put a shirt on. <laughs> that's, that's right. You always never had okay. Dane or Shane? Oh, Dane, Dane. Fuck, I'll throw him overboard any day of the week. Who was the worst? The fire, Dane is probably one of the worst people I've ever worked with. And just people in general. Yeah, like a horrible person. Oh my God, that was insane. That drunken moment when he was in the galley, mumbling. Yeah, or, yeah. or when he almost got in a fight over a bottle he stole you from too? behind the- Oh my God, yeah. that was insane. Okay, so yeah. you pick Shane over Dane, okay. Oh yeah, Dane. Shane's a really good guy, really good guy. Okay, so then who would you pick, Leon or Don? Who would you throw overboard? I'd probably throw Leon overboard. Don, you know, Don, was a really really smart guy really smart he knew what he was doing he just didn't like 
authority. Right. That's all. Right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So if you went overboard and you're stuck on an island and there's only one person from any of the crew that you've worked with any of the seasons, who would you want stuck <laughs> with you? Not Lee. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't pick Lee. He'd, he'd make me collect all the coconuts for him. Uh, so. <laughs> You'd be doing all that. I'd be, like, I'd be like, no cap. It's got to go both ways. We got to help each other out here. You'd be like, get me a coconut and make it into a mai tai. Um, <laughs> he, let's see, who would I pick out of all those seasons? You know, it's tough. That, that's a tough one. You know, I, I I'd like to say Dave because you know he's just he's my brother from another mother. Um, but Connie was also amazing. Oh. You know, she was so great to work with. Such a hard worker. Um, she's a really good fisher, so she could catch some fish also. You guys could keep um, eating. So we could eat, yeah. Um, she does a mean whipped cream bikini. Mean whipped cream bikini. Um, All over yeah. your boat. Oh, yeah, that, that was, yeah. It's not your boat, Connie. Uh, <laughs> Wait, outside. Yeah, you know, I, think, I think I'd go with Connie. I think I'd go with Connie. Connie's really? awesome. I, I would love to work with Connie again. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting you to say that. What was the most fun with the guest when you guys did the dress up dive off with Dean or that was fun. That was fun. more foam bosun. You know, the more foam bosun, you know, I, I honestly, I just felt bad. You know, he was like, just, I felt so bad. Like he was a lot of fun, really, really nice guy, you know, but like, he was like trying to have this foam party and it just wasn't happening. Like there was no foam. And he wanted more foam. He wanted more foam. And I you wish I could have so gave him sweet. more foam. You're so I wish sweet. I gave him more foam. You know, I really just felt bad in that situation. So I guess I think the probably the dance off or the diving competition was probably was more fun. It was it was definitely more successful than the foam party. <laughs> okay. But the most important question, Eddie, which was more cringe worthy? Kate's rocket ship or Cat mm-hmm. and Ben's pillow stain? Well, I mean, we we can't assume anything about the pillow stain, but if it is what we think it might be, then yeah, that's pretty bad. But, you know, I mean, that could have been somebody might have just fallen asleep on the pillow and been drooling and, you know, after brushing their teeth, who knows, you know, it could have been anything, but uh, that, yeah, the, the rocket ship was, was pretty bad also, but uh, you know, also it's, at the end of the day, I don't really care about either of those. I think there's a whole lot more cringy things that happened uh on on that show what's the cringiest thing because those two i mean the the stain the stain is pretty cringy what's like one of the cringiest for you the cringiest thing that ever happened was probably uh was probably things that guests would do you know in season one we had a lot of cringy guests you know like johnny eyelashes getting kicked off uh because of uh having drugs on board but then like and then we had we had that guy, like the mini wolf. Of, I don't remember his name. He was like the investment banker. And he was just like out and he like brought all his like minions. Why isn't your Wi-Fi working? Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't your Wi-Fi working? That guy, I was like, dude, you're, you look like such an idiot. Like that, like, I was like, man, you're, you really, you're making me uncomfortable looking at you. Right. I'm cringing you, because you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yo, real quick. And then last one, because okay. you and Captain Lee, you know, you started it. And now you're still here. What's yeah. the one thing in your relationship? You're very close. What's the one thing working with him that like we don't see or like about your relationship, like something that we just don't know. Obviously we've seen what you guys have been through and like everything like that. But like, what's the one thing that you would say about working with him that we wouldn't know? 
one thing about Lee maybe yeah. that like we don't know that we don't get to see because he just comes off as this like you know well I have I'd have to say if 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 there's something that Lee doesn't want you to see then I probably shouldn't be talking about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not and it doesn't have to be like cringy but like just one uh, like a yeah. bop, you know one you know, thing no, working I, with him you're working with him um you know he's I don't know. You know, I think he's, he's very, he's very transparent in how he is as a boss. And really what y'all see is what you get with Captain Lee. He really is that guy. Um, you know, he is very, he's very calculated. Um, you know, he really is very, very smart. He's very calculated. He kind of, he really works things out. He really, he, he, he doesn't not, not much gets past him, really not much get past him, but he doesn't, he doesn't make a big deal about everything. You know, you don't, he doesn't need to. Cause he's freaking the stud of the sea. He's the stud of the sea. Okay. If you start capitalizing on McDreamy of the sea, you got to tell me this shit. Okay. And by the well, way, hey, listen, you copyright it. You, you get a hold of it. Okay? We got to make t-shirts, <laughs> your hats for when you're on deck. You know, it needs to be on the sides of your sunglasses for when you're on a deck and you guys are wearing your sunglasses. Come on. Eddie, your girlfriend will beat that shit yeah. up, man. With a picture of you. By the way, yeah. the ladies are going to be very disappointed to hear that you have a girlfriend. It had to happen at some point, you know? Well, listen, you're the best. Where can everyone listening that loves you, where can they find you? Uh, I, on social. Just Instagram. Just Instagram. Just Eddie Lucas on Instagram. That's it. That's the only one I got. Without, without getting you, me, in trouble with Bravo. What's one little thing that you can throw out about season nine? Mostly new crew. It's going to be always crazy, always crazy. There is going to be lots of pretty wild romance drama. And uh, obviously one of the best chefs we've ever had on the show is back chef Rachel and she's back and better than ever. Chef Rachel 2.0. She's, she's, she's wonderful. Hopefully just no drunken karaoke on the beach. Well, you'll have to wait and, and find out. You'll have to wait and find out. <laughs> Eddie, you're the best. Thank you so much. I know you're insane right now. You guys, it's coming out. Oh, my God. This was the best. It was so nice to talk to you finally. Finally. Thank you for making it happen. I really, really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Melissa. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. And congrats. I'm so excited. And my husband. We are both very excited to watch now the OG back on season nine. Please give him my best and tell him thank you for watching. <laughs> I will. All right, Eddie, thank you for everything. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S I D E P I E C E S H O W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.